Good afternoon. Welcome to the channel. Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Another trading day of a Friday. Wrapping up the week ended up with some lower numbers in the corn and the beans. A wheat complex as well was trekking to the lower, except for Chicago. They saw some positive numbers. It was lower for the livestock complex. Variety of different things that we're going to look at. Still a lot of talk about the WASD report of yesterday. But I love the fact that we're going to look into the, the equities of what's been happening. Uh, precious metals, the financials. We know the Fed's talking about doing an increase in interest rates. So lots of neat things that we're going to dive into and how these outside market influences are really having an effect on what we see in our numbers. So, of course, the only way to get the details is to bring in Brian Split. Brian, of course, with agmarket.net. And we got to first, I guess, start out with this WASDE report of yesterday. You guys have had 24 hours to digest the numbers. And I guess in a whole, did the markets react like you thought? Um, you know, corn was up pretty sharply, and I think uh, really in, in reality a, a lot of that uh, was just on the uh, the strength of soybeans. Um, you know, and, and I was thinking back to a report and trying to remember one for beans, for example, where the carryout was unchanged month over month, yet beans were up 3%, uh, or, you know, in, in this case, up about 40 cents on the day. Um, and so the, the trade was really, really focused on the yield reductions. Uh, I think the fact that they brought yield down uh, a half a bushel on soybeans and, and maybe that has uh, the trade thinking that they could go down further. Um, the corn reduction was 0.8 bushels. Um, that was about a half a bushel more than expected. So I think part of the buying was some short covering uh, just based on the, the yield numbers coming in uh, lower than what the, the pre-trade estimates were. Uh, but world stocks, or at least the, uh, the estimate, estimates of world stocks of soybeans are still rather adequate and up quite a bit year over year. Um, and so that may limit rallies here short term unless uh, the Brazilian weather becomes uh, more of a headline uh, week to week. And for corn, you know, we just have uh, still a, an over a 2 billion bushel carryout. And, and the problem I have with the corn balance sheet is the USDA is still using a total demand number that is 571 million bushels higher year over year. And uh, we just don't have the pace uh, of exports and, uh, and obviously with the cattle market where it is, there's a concern about the number of animal units on feed. Um, and so those two combined would make me feel like that 571 million bushels uh, has, uh, uh, it has the uh, ability to be chipped away at over the next several months uh, to, to really cushion any further reductions in yield that we might see. What about from a soybean perspective? Um, you've had a chance to look at those numbers move forward. You did talk about South America. There's a lot of concerns uh, that are going on with their weather. But overall, looking at the in-country and the global numbers, what are your thoughts? Well, 220 million bushels is tight. Um, and, uh, again, in order to, to keep it at 220, the USDA did reduce exports by 35 million bushels. And it's hard to argue with that because of the pace uh, of, of exports that we're seeing right now. Uh, we just do not have the, the export book or commitments uh, that we typically would for this time of year. Um, now, maybe if we can start seeing some concerns about South, South America uh, become part of the market narrative, 
um, then China will likely come in, uh, be more aggressive buyer of U.S. soybeans, especially after we have a fresh harvest. Um, but uh, I, I think that's going to be necessary in order to see price levels that we grew accustomed to, uh, you know, in, in June, July, and August. Uh, and and just the the world uh, supply that we're projected to have. I mean, we had a a big crop in Brazil last year, and uh, the overall South American production suffered because of the drought in Argentina. Um, I think we have to assume, at least at this point, that Argentina's production is going to improve year over year. Uh, Brazil is going to have an increase in, in their seedings uh, and their acreage, um, and so we're looking at the potential of a you know 160 plus million ton crop um which is absolutely incredible when you think about maybe 15 ish years ago uh, you know that's up almost 100 million tons in that time frame and and they have more land to put in production um you know in the next 7 8 years uh that that will continue to grow the size of their crop uh, rather rather tremendously and I know that the wheat, I found it interesting uh, this morning, I was doing some reading and, and it said even though the, the war continues between Russia and Ukraine, the planting does continue as well for the winter wheat in what we have, as everybody talks about an increase and in a, a surplus on the global market. Um, so I think you have to be rather impressed with um, the ability of Ukraine to continue to plant um, crops and uh, the ability to get the crop out of the country once it's harvested, um, even though that grain corridor was not uh, renewed. So they, they still have been getting uh, uh, product out of the country. Uh, granted, it's not at the pace that they were doing uh, pr- you know, pre-invasion, but it is definitely not the, um, the uh, pace that some of the narratives were suggesting directly after the invasion that that their uh, their, their crop would be um, you know nearly zero as far as production that there was no way that to be able to plant it there'd be no way to export it um, that really just hasn't been the case and, and they've proved that over the last year and a half uh, as far as world stocks of wheat um, you know that actually is projected to be down year over year and I think to the tune of about nine million tons um, but uh, I think that just goes to show how much uh, risk premium the market really put in because all right well stick around folks we've got a lot more coming up in the second half it's the channel final bell on the rural radio network challenge it's not something you shy from it's a chance to up your game Every day brings a new challenge, but with the Enhanced Channel Seed brand on your side, you can rise to it. With our top-performing seed, innovative digital tools, and expanded agronomic support, you can turn tomorrow's challenges into your next advantage. Your Enhanced Channel Seed brand. Let's rise to the challenge. Learn more at channel.com rise. Read and follow pesticide label directions, IRM, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Welcome back to the channel final bell on the rural radio network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we continue our conversation this afternoon with Brian Split. Of course, Brian was with agmarket.net and talked a lot about this WASDE report and all the different facets of those numbers of yesterday. And let's talk about the financials. I'd seen, you know, the feds talking about increasing the rates again, and that just kind of adds to what's been happening in this equity trade. Kind of give us your, your thoughts on it all. 
Yeah, um, you know, with the uh, the unemployment numbers that we have, um, with uh, CPI data it, uh, coming in a little hotter than expected, uh, it's going to be difficult for the Fed to uh, to reverse course right now. Um, and I think, you know, we're seeing a lot of uh, very volatile trade today in, in the equities. Uh, I do think a lot of that has to do with concerns about uh, kind of the geopolitical goings on in the Middle East right now. Um, there was rumors earlier in the day that uh, Qatar was uh, basically threatening to uh, stop gas supplies to the world uh, to really inflict pain on uh, on energy users. Um I, again, I don't know if that's verified or not. That I saw uh, somebody a tweet that said that that was fake news, um, which makes all of this really difficult because uh, you can essentially use AI to uh, to make a video of anybody out there saying anything you want, and it's up to people after the fact to determine whether it's real or not. Um, but you know, we've got crude oil up sharply today uh, ahead of the weekend. Uh, looks like right now the front month contract is up four dollars and seventy cents. So uh, you know, very uh, uh, well. Shoot, just as as recently as yesterday, we were trading down around what eighty three dollars a barrel. Uh, we got up to nearly eighty eight on the highs today. Uh, so these are are pretty major moves. Um, and with what happened in, in Israel last weekend, uh, I think that's going to be uh, the general. Um, uh, I guess you could say macroeconomic influence uh, or geopolitical influence uh, that the market's going to be really honed in on over the weekend to see if there's any major developments there. Um, there's a, uh, a report that France issued an emergency. Um, there was a, a knife attack at a school, and so they uh, issued a high alert um, with uh, concerns for an imminent terrorist attack. Um, so, you know, these are all things that are going to have major impacts where you could uh, be thinking one thing about a, about a market or about a position going home on Friday. And um, on Sunday night, it could be a completely different story. So um, this is where uh, things are going to get volatile. It's going to be difficult if we see further escalation over there. You talked earlier before we started the program about some structural changes that might need to come to the markets Kind of expand on what you're thinking. Well, uh, so when I talk about the structure of the market, um, what I'm really referring to is the fact that right now we do have uh, a good amount of carry. Um, and so December to March corn, for example, is trading with a little over 15 cents of carry. That is uh, rather historically wide. We generally don't see that much carry from December to to, to March. Uh, you look at the Nov to Jan on the futures board. There's about 20 cents of carry just from November to January. Um, then you look at the wheat market, right? Chicago wheat between uh, December and March has about 27 cents of carry. Uh, on the Kansas City board, that's probably the one that's got the the best structure. Um, you've got maybe, uh, what, about eight and a half, nine cents of carry these to March. But what the fund manager wants, if they're going to be long a market, they want an inverse. They want to be able to exit a position when a, when a contract is getting close to expiration. And if they want to stay long that market, they want to be able to exit buy the next contract at a discount. And that's the type of market structure that we saw 
uh, over the last couple years when we were dealing with inflation, uh, when we were dealing with uh, very strong demand. So if you think about a fund manager right now, if they were long December corn and they had to exit that and buy March, well, now they have to buy March at a 15 cent premium. They're not buying it at a discount. So every time they have to get out of a contract and then buy the next contract, they keep buying a higher and higher price. Um, you think about soybeans. If they had to exit a November soybean long position today at 1280, they're going to be buying January at $13. So now they have to buy that next contract at a 20 cent premium. Um, and the, and the market structure is like that all the way out to the back end of the crop year. So the, the, the market structure just is not conducive to fund ownership. And I think that's a big part of why the funds have really reduced their position size in soybeans. Um, and until that market structure changes, they, they still have the incentive to stay short and, and the ability to exit a, a contract and sell the next contract at a higher price. All right, lots of good stuff. Best way for folks to get a hold of you? Uh, call me. It's 815-665-0463. And um, you can uh, check out our website, www.agmarket.net. We offer two weeks of free intel on the market, so you can sign up for that and see how we think. All right, that has been the channel final bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.